Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. Make sure to check us out on Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy the podcast. Alright, Cryptonauts, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Alright, so I'm here with Jake. We're going to give you guys, Cryptonauts, out there the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. So let's go ahead and get started with my co-host, Jake. We're going to start off with the top 10. I'll go ahead and do this. Here we go. We're going to start off with Bitcoin settling at, wow, check this out, $51,213.27 with a 7-day gain of 4.8% and a market cap of $963 billion. Billy, we're like right there to the trillion. Can you believe that? We're like right there. Uh, Jake, do you think we're going to surpass one trillion by the end of this week? Nah, it'll never happen. What? Come on. Yes, I think it will. Okay. All right. Number two, we've got Ethereum settling at $3,950 with a seven-day gain of 21.7%. Wow. And a market cap of 463 billion dollars wow it's getting up there man it's getting up there uh cardano's in third place with two dollars and 94 cents with a seven day gain of 3.1 percent and a market cap of 94 billion dollars okay that's not we're near nowhere near close okay so number four we have binance coin settling at 503 dollars and 63 cents with a seven day gain of three point what was that go ahead it's about a fifth of Ethereum, sorry, no, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Binance coin at $503.63 with a 70 gain of 3.6% and a market cap of $77 billion. Fifth place, of course, USDT Tether settling at $1.01. What? And that's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's down 0.2%. Okay, whatever. With a market cap of $67 billion. Number six, XRP settling at a dollar and thirty cents with a seventy-eight gain of thirteen point one percent. That's pretty good. Uh, and a market cap of sixty billion dollars. Uh, number seven, we have Dogecoin down in seventh place, settling at thirty-one cents in a, in a seventy-eight gain of what do we have? Eight point five percent, and a market cap of forty billion dollars. So it's like neck and neck with XRP, huh? Actually, they're all. Wait, is that right? No. Actually, Solana. Excuse me. Solana being in eighth place. They're neck and neck. No, it's neck and neck with Solana. Yeah, neck and neck with Solana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solana in, currently in eighth place. Uh, settling at $138.19 with a whopping seven-day gain of 42.4% in the past seven days and a market gap of $40 billion. Number nine, Polkadot. Polkadot. Um... Where am I at? Oh, there it is. Polkadot, number nine. Settling at $34.45 with another whopping seven-day gain of 32.5% and a market cap of $35 billion. And last but not least, number 10, USD coin. Hmm. Settling at $1 with a seven-day loss of 0.1% and a market cap of $27 billion. All right, Kryptonauts. Let's just take a scroll down here, take a look for you that are... For you cryptonauts out there viewing, here's an extra five there. Okay, so let's go ahead and give you cryptonauts. The overall total market cap is at 
two trillion four hundred twenty one billion. Is that right? Four hundred four hundred and two trillion four hundred twenty one billion dollars. Nice, up by three point three percent. Almost reached its almost reached its previous maximum. It's getting really close. Yeah, but check this out. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But look at this Bitcoin market cap dominance. We've been keeping track of this for a while. It's it's Bitcoin is losing its power for sure, for sure. Look at this, 39%. Don't forget this because just a couple days ago it was at 45. Just a couple days ago before that it was at 42. Just a couple days before that it was like around 45. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> is the flipping going to happen? I think at this rate. I think it's possible that Ethereum can definitely flip. It's still going to be a long time before it happens. Yeah. When you say long time, we're talking about a couple years down the road? I have no really definitive way of predicting exactly what it will be. But, I mean, if there's some major, you know, hubbub in the market, then we could probably see... Uh, Ethereum overtake Bitcoin. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if I'm going to call it right now, I'm going to say I'd be surprised if it did it in a year and a half. Prove me wrong. Yeah, a year and a half. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with ten years. <laughs> Ten years. No, yeah, some something far out. Nothing, nothing yeah. in the near. That's a, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Pretty safe bet there. But yeah. unless there's there's upgrades be happening with with Bitcoin, which is the the most difficult thing that people are talking about Bitcoin is that there a lot of developers are trying to figure out how to implement smart contracts with the UTXOs of Bitcoin. But it's so it's so different and unique that it's not that easy to do. So that's what a lot of developers are yep. trying to solve right now is is they want people to use Bitcoin, but everybody's into smart contracts, and of course smart contracts is the way to go, but Bitcoin can't do that right now. So we'll see what happens. Yep. That's your two Satoshis of the day. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the uh, Decrypt to give you your crypto. Wait, wait. What about the... Get the coin. Oh, that's right. My candies. My candies. I forgot. I still have to wait. I have to wait. <laughs> I gotta wait, man. It's alright. So, collect your candies. Make sure you collect the candies every single day. Get yourself some rewards here in CoinGecko. They're free rewards. I mean, you can't go wrong with this. You're just, you just go to, I mean, you're, you're checking out the, 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 the market cap like every day anyways, like every five minutes, you might as well collect your candies. And on top of that, you can actually create your own portfolio on here too. You see you have portfolio here. No, where is it at? Somewhere around here, right? I think that's where it's at, right? Portfolio. You can add all your coins on there. That's what I do. That's pretty cool. Anyways, now yep. can we go to... You have to be logged in. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and move over to your crypto news of the day. Sorry for my squeaky voice. Okay, first news of the day, written by Decrypt staff. More than 200,000 Ethereum burned by EIP-1559. The amount of Ethereum burned by EIP-1559, a recently implemented upgrade that burns transaction fees that used to go to miners, has surpassed 200,000 ETH, about $675 million at the price of at which it was burned. A total of 204,281.8 ETH has been burned 
worth some $682 million, according to ethburn.info. Isn't that insane? That, that this, is, this is a reality. This is really happening. We're literally just lighting the flame to $682 million. Just, there it is. Insanity. At current rates, about $1.2 million worth of ETH or 300 ETH gets burned each hour. So far, 4,877 ETH has been burned today. Yesterday, the network burned 10,675 ETH, and on Friday, it burned 13,839 ETH. EIP-1559 was introduced in early August as a way of hastening the upgrade to Ethereum 2.0, the next-generation version of Ethereum that trend that transitions the blockchain from proof-of-work, a computationally intensive way of verifying transactions, to proof-of-stake, an environmentally friendly algorithm that uses far less energy. To do this, EIP-1559 destroys ETH from circulation instead of paying it to the miners that validate transactions through proof-of-work computa uh, computations. The move to EIP-1559 was unpopular with miners who had shelled out money for graphics cards that are, uh, that are adept at mining Ethereum. Ethereum will merge with proof-of-stake version of its blockchain later this year or early in 2022. However, it will take a few years before Ethereum 2.0 will have the same smart, smart contract functionality as Ethereum 1.0. One anticipated side effect of EIP-1559 was that the fees would reduce or at least become more predictable. However, fees on Ethereum are still sky high and are getting higher due to the ongoing resurgence of NFT's product. Kabing, kaboom. I told you guys it wasn't going to do anything. As of this writing, a single swap on Uniswap cost $76.31 and an ERC-20 transfers cost $24.80. The biggest gas guzzler is NFT marketplace OpenSea, which used which used 11.65% of all gas on the Ethereum network in the past 3 hours and 15% in the past day. Miners no doubt are looking on with envy. Yeah. I told you guys it wasn't going to do anything, yeah, man. Thanks for burning all those trees for us. So grateful. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the point, right? need to get more uh, more coins on other networks or, or more uh, NFTs on other different coins instead of just doing it all. That's here. what they need to do, man. Distribute it properly, man. Okay, go ahead and take the next one. Take Binance. Alright, so Binance limits offering for Singapore customers. Binance has announced limitations to Singaporean customers three days after the country's central bank placed the cryptocurrency exchange on an investor alert list ordered the exchange to stop soliciting business from Singapore residents. For midday Singapore time on Friday, September 10th, Binance.com will cease trading pairs with the Singaporean dollar, stop Singaporean payment options, and boot the app from Singapore's iOS and Google Play stores. Binance announced, pardon me, advised customers to finish all trades and remove advertisements by midday UTC plus 8 on Thursday to avoid potential trading disputes. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, said on September 2nd that it is the view that Binance, it is of the view that Binance, the operator of Binance.com, may be in breach of the Payment Services Act and ordered it to stop pay, providing payment services to Singapore residents. Then the MAS added Binance.com's investor alert list. 
the MAS has not listed Singapore in a version of Binance's exchange, Binance.sg, which is operated by Binance Asia Services and remains unaffected by the ban. Binance operates several subsidiary companies around the world that offer reduced services to comply with local regulators. The, Binance, the terms of Binance.sg clarify that the site operates independently from the separate and separate from Binance.com, the main global version of the exchange, and all account and accounts on SG are not connected in any way to the account accounts on Binance.com. However, it is possible to access Binance.com through a VPN, and the exchange only recently started verifying its customer's identity. Binance.com was added to the investor warning list because based on information received by MAS, may have been wrongly perceived and being licensed or regulated by MAS. Binance Asian service, Asia Services have applied for a license and it's temporarily exempt from one from, from one until the application is approved, rejected, or withdrawn. Singapore's Payment Services Act granted would be uh, granted would be regulated exchange a grace period before it went into effect in January 2020. Singapore is the latest country to crack down on Binance. South Africa, Malaysia, Singapore, the UK, Italy, Cayman Islands, and Japan have all taken similar positions against Binance over the past few months. But this warning uh, hits close to home. CZ, otherwise known as Qingping Zhao, Binance CEO, lives in Singapore, and many employees live there too. It sucks that Binance is going away in this sense to all these different countries that are taking up arms against uh, Binance in this sense. And Binance is still, by far, the largest exchange in the yeah. world for crypto. Yeah. It's really just coming down to the fact that crypto is, is pissing off governments. I wouldn't say it's pissing off the people, but uh, governments are like, hey, we want money, and you, you're letting people trade money for free. We don't get to control that. Binance is like too bad. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So, but if if they, if they do decide to, uh, I guess, tighten up their belt and 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 properly regulate their sites and their customers with KYC AML, do you think that uh, after being painted in bad bad light, that uh, that they're going to be able to get out of that out of that dark hole and move forward? With these, with these nations, no, South Africa, I think Malaysia. Easy for them to get out. I mean, right. Whether it's, I mean, yes, they're going to go with like Binance.sg, right? They did the same thing with the U.S. Binance.us. They did go the regulated version, um, and and for the majority of the people, that is good. Not everybody's going to want to stick with that, and Binance.com will probably be just like the dark web until somebody turns the apple cart over completely, and I don't know. It'll, it might it might go somewhere else. Well, I think that's what uh, Brian. I think that's what Brian Brooks's job was was all about was try to come in and help out, right? Yeah. Try to make things more fair. Try to make things more regulated or not regulated but understood, understood better. But it, it's it's um, it, if you know the risks. Hopefully you do. Let's say, supposing all the people who use Binance.com actually know the risks of trading without regulation, then then you you know the risks, right? Mm -hmm. If you lose all your money, you lost all your money. You can't go crying to anybody because you knew the risks, or at least you claimed you did. So how are you going to sue Binance.com or, or do anything against them 
if you knew the risks. Now, if you don't know the risks, then you should probably start with the Binance.us or .sg or you know, your local country's uh, domain extension um, and trade there because you'll be protected. It's, I don't know, it's kind of the argument of the, uh, are, you know, inherently unsafe. If you ride without a helmet, you're riding at your own risk. Um, if no one else is injured by you having killed yourself by falling off of a motorcycle without a helmet, that's fine. But if other people are injured or the state has to pay for your medical bills, then effectively you've hurt a lot of other people by taking those risks. Mm -hmm. If you're trading on Binance.com and you don't, and you lose the money you lose is yours and yours alone, and no, no one else is affected by it, fine. But if you hurt other people, then that's why we have these local versions. So the main issue behind all of this is Binance.com. World governments yep. don't like Binance.com because they are the number one exchange and these nations are not part of it. They get no cut of it, right? They just want their little piece. Right. And then and then this, this national mafia will, will start leaving them alone, let them do their thing as long as they get their cut. That's it. Well, said. remember, each country each country has different laws, so uh, yeah, they just want finance to be more fair to them. So, like, hey, you know, follow our laws when you're in our country. If you're if you're in no country or in a country that doesn't have any laws, or I don't know if that's, that's a thing, but uh, then you can do what you want. But it is interesting to see that Binance.com, which started in Singapore, is being regulated by Singapore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next news written by Decrypt staff. Filecoin rises 14% amid stagnant day in crypto market. Really? Well, let's check it out. Filecoin is on the rise. The coin which powers a decentralized storage network has increased in value by 14% in the past day and 28% in the past week. The price of a single Filecoin is now $95. And the market cap for the whole coin is just over $10 billion. Filecoin ha has the 21st largest market cap out of all cryptocurrencies. Filecoin today rises. Uh, excuse me. Filecoin rises today, come amidst stagnancy of mild decay for other top coins. Bitcoin sitting pretty at $50,171, an increase of 0.55% in the past 24 hours, and Ethereum is up 0.63% on the day at $3,918. Cardano is dead. This is amazing how uh, just a few minutes can make a whole world of difference in the market cap, right? Filecoin started to rise on Tuesday when the coin began yep. its uh, ascent from uh, $70. By Friday, it has increased to $77. Then, in a huge jump on Saturday morning, file rose to $84. The price remained steady until Friday, Saturday afternoon when Filecoin ro rose once again to $89 almost in an instant a scatty upward trajectory persist persisted since bringing the coin to $95 the market for Filecoin isn't hitting anywhere close to the all-time highs set at the end of March when Filecoin peaked at $191 but this is its highest price since the middle of May when Filecoin was on the way down from those heady heights Filecoin is based on IPFS or the 
interplanetary file system, a decentralized web hosting service built by Filecoin Creator Protocol Labs. Lots of NFT projects are beginning to host their JPEGs on IPFS because it is more decentralized than regular domain name hosting systems on which websites can be taken down without warning. In May, Filecoin announced a free service called NFT.Storage for NFT creators to store their NFTs and any corresponding metadata on Filecoin. The Filecoin protocol only launched in, in full in October 2020. The project raised $200 million within 30 minutes in a 2017 ICO, but the launch was beset by delays after delay. All right, so I didn't know that. Entity.storage on on um, Filecoin, huh? Interesting. Or, yeah. or you can just do the, um, what is it, the open source version of it. Just, just do uh, IPFS.io and just do your own node. But, of course, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Filecoin is more user friendly, right? They have a better, I'm sure, a GUI uh, uh, interface. Yeah. Yeah, they're making it more familiar and easier for people to use. That's not such a ter terrible thing to have. Yeah. All right, next news. It's good to see that Filecoin is doing better. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, so, for, yeah. <laughs> for the people that still hold it. DeFi uh, insurance protocol cover shuts down token value plummets this as, as all these articles have now converted to the decrypt staff there's no longer going to be specialized uh, uh, personal names on these articles <clears throat> it is with conflicted emotions that I announced the end of ruler and cover protocol said DeFi Ted uh, today as he laid the troubled DeFi insurance project to rest the decision to do this did not come easy and as a final decision the remaining team made after reviewing the path forward after the core developers suddenly left the projects, Ted continued, he advised that customers withdraw funds from Cover Protocol as quickly as possible. Cover's token is, has fallen $45 since Ted's announcement from $269 to $224. Daily volume tra uh, trading volume soared Three and a half million to 19 million as traders grapple with the news. Launched about a year ago, Cover created a decentralized market for investors to in decentralized finance protocols by locking up tokens on Cover as collateral. Users received tokens that could would use recover them in case DeFi protocol they invested in was hacked, rug pulled, or exploited. The value of these tokens depends on the risk of the smart contract. Cover's collapse follows an infinite uh, minting hack in December 2020 and left its customers markedly uncovered by its insurance policies. The investors in Cover token and left them high and dry, basically. The hacker returned 4,350 ETH they stole, attaching to the transaction the message, quote, next time, take care of your own shit, end quote. Cover redistributed the funds to its customers, but the value of the tokens fell by nearly 100%. Cover yeah. <clears throat> also lost some of its clout after a high-profile divorce of Andre Crony uh, Urine's finance. Uh, Urine cut uh, ties in March after partnering with Protocol in November 2020. Uh, DeFi Ted said that uh, said today that the team plans to disperse the remaining treasury funds to token holders. This is effectively a creditor payout and will not be continuing with the 
ruler and cover token or contracts and the UI will remain shut down. Mm. Compensation will be as of block number, uh, let's see here, 13,162,680. This will be used as a snapshot to distribute funds to holders from Treasury, from the Treasury. Founders included, including myself, will not take part in this. Other DeFi insurance protocols such as Nexus Mutual and OPM Insurance may plug the gap. We'll have to see how that goes. It's unfortunate that it just yeah. collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that's just just a warning to everybody out there. You should get in with with the Celsius because Celsius has its own coverage that is granted not DeFi per se, but at least it does allow some DeFi tokens, and they do provide insurance coverage. Exactly. Get yep. yourself a, a Celsius account today with the link in the description. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I got nothing else to say. That's this is one of those unfortunate projects that just unfortunately just is going to fold under all the pressure that they're dealing with. But sadly, what it comes down to is it really is just an example of what not to do. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of things like that out there. This is the learn from these guys' mistakes. Is, is that why they have a <laughs> a collapsed shelter image as their as their top exactly. image? <laughs> that's that's funny. Okay. Next news. Tell, tell us more about gutter, gutter gang. Uh, gutter gang. All right, gutter gang. Gutter Gang passes hit $16 million in trading in just 20 hours of existence. Blink, and you might miss it. Today, the second most traded NFTs are something called Gutter Passes, a kind of buy now, collect later voucher for an upcoming series of NFTs. The project has already accomplished 4,002 Ethereum in trading volume since it was deployed 20 hours ago according to data analytics site Nansen. Owning a gutter pass entitles you to mint a, the third and fourth gutter species. The first was gutter cats and the second was gutter rats. Both hail from a post-apocalyptic post society where cats have taken over. Here's how the OpenSea listing describes the products. Quote, the year is 2050. Humans are an interplanetary species and have all but abandoned the post-apocalyptic shatters of society on Earth. Cats have taken over. One crime-ridden, nondescript inner city is inhabited by a group of cats collectively known as the Gutter Cats. Beyond the lore, the Gutter Cats function as yet another avatar project similar to CryptoPunks and the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Precisely 3,000 cats were released to the public in June, and they sold out in just under 10 minutes. The floor price for a gutter cat is now 5 ETH, approximately $19,737. Next came the gutter rats. Here's how they're described. Quote, Far underground in the bowels of the autonomous zone, the gutter rats roam, sustaining themselves on the decaying crumbs of the extravagant lifestyles above. Discontent with their subservient positions in the gutters, the, ooh, the, the, what, the, con what is it? Conniving. The conniving, the conniving rats lie in wait, scheming to one day claim the throne up from the gutter cat's gang. 
The gutter rats have a floor price of 1.55 ETH, approximately $6,118. In contrast, the gutter species sale is an investment in something that hasn't been created yet. Quote, I think this mint pass is a plan by the team to keep us guessing what the two species are so they can make the best choice that everyone will love. LOL. Wrote Gutter Burrito, a member of the Gutter Cat Gang Discord. See, some are already beginning to wonder if this is a kind of product contains the more insidious elements of the ICO craze of 2017 where investors were encouraged to buy things that weren't created yet. Others don't care since the ICO boom of 2017 made a lot of people very rich. Ah, here's a tweet from Gary Vaynerchuk. So many are confused by what is going on going to take to have these NFTs projects succeed. So much work by the founders of the project to create long-term success. A lot of talent and demand creations will be needed. Ash responds, Remind me of the ICO days back in 2017. Only the best will succeed. Good luck to all NFT projects right now. Some will make it, some won't. Innovate and keep building with your community. No, they're, they're right. Yeah. Continuing on, what's interesting about the, re- the recent spat of NFT avatar projects is how like ICOs they have quickly converged on similar economic models. For NFT's avatar projects, it's a rare exclusive mint, then sister then sister and derivative projects for anyone who missed out. It's also becoming clear that the value of the investment is increasingly dependent on the founder's ability to build a genuine community around their NFTs. One that's lucrative enough to turn heads but attract members who aren't just looking to flip the next big viral product. Will Gutter Gang manage to pull pull it off or will the rats stay in the gutter? Nice. This is this is pretty cool. Pretty dang cool. I wish I knew about it sooner because I am not going to pay 5 ETH for this gutter rat. Well, if you had, you know, a couple thousand ETH sitting around, it wouldn't seem like so much. But Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go with the uh, last article here. You had one more after this, right? Uh, I, I just want to do the CryptoPunks. I just want to just do an update on that because actually, you know what? There's another one. There's another one. Litecoin and Definity surged more than 10% overnight. Oh, I wonder what's going on. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Talk about Binance uh, in South Africa here. This is yet another thing like we talked about earlier. Uh, Binance tells South Africa regulator it doesn't have jurisdiction over crypto. Now, this article is from uh, several days ago uh, before uh, Decrypt decided to stop mentioning the names of the people who wrote their articles by Jeff Benson. South Africa's Financial Sector Conduct Authority, FS, on Friday issued a public warning that Binance Group, the owner of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange is not authorized to give any financial advice or render any immediate intermediary services in terms of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Service Act. Uh, to which Binance quickly responded, we don't recognize your authority anyway. Oh, burn. Ouch. In uh, a statement shared by uh, shared with Decrypt, the exchange said it does not provide financial advice or intermediary services. It went on to point out something outlined in the FCS, FC, FSCA's own letter. The FSCA does not regulate cryptocurrencies or crypto exchanges. For that reason, it hasn't worked 
with the FSCA, but has been continually collaborating with the FIC, otherwise known as the Financial Intelligence Center. The FSCA regulates financial institutions such as banks and insurers in Africa's second largest economy with the twin goals of maintaining fairness in the markets and protecting consumers akin to the Securities and Exchange Commission in the U.S. By contrast, the FIC cracks down on financial crime, such as financing of terrorism and money laundering. Its closest corollary to the U.S. is FinCEN, the Financial uh, Crimes Enforcement Network. Binance also picked NITS with in, in the FSCA's statement, which referred to the Binance Group as an international company situated in the Seychelles. According to Binance, there is no associated entity named Binance Group in the Seychelles. A February 2020 report by Decrypt found that Binance was registered in the Cayman Islands and the Seychelles, though Binance has been reticent to name a headquarters, preferring instead to present itself publicly as a global company. That doesn't sit well with country regulators. The U.S. Commodity Future Trading Commission uh, was investigating the exchange over whether, whether it allowed American residents to use its service, which is not registered in the country. The Department of Justice and Internal Revenue Service have also reported an open investigation into Binance's activities. Binance has not been charged with any wrongdoing, but it felt the consequences. In August, it announced tightening, uh, tightened KYC, or Know Your Customer, requirements for users to verify their identity. Brian Brooks, CEO of Binance US, also reported, uh, reportedly left the exchange over differences of opinion on how his affiliated company should handle US regulators. The exchange has also taken heat from central banks and security regulators in recent months. Just two days ago, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, as we mentioned earlier, placed the Binance.com in the investor list. I'm not going to go into the rest of that because we are. And UK, Italy, Netherlands, Japan, and Malaysia have all done similar things. None of which has dented its stranglehold on trading. In the last 24 hours, Binance has, and this was three days ago, processed $30 billion in transactional volume. Its closest competitor is Coinbase, and it's one-sixth of the value. Wow. It doesn't really make any difference, really. People are going to trade what people are going to trade, regardless of what the, the country they live in says. Is there a point in the future that, that Binance can be definitely like blocked from just just being connected to the internet? I don't know how anybody would do that, ultimately. I mean, you could block it to your country if you really wanted to do that, or you could set up regulations that say you can't trade here, but it's, it's, it's a matter of, of, like you said, you were making, making a mention earlier when we talked about uh, Singapore, um, the countries just want their cut. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it's not theirs to cut. So it's like, if you made your money in the country, I can see why they want that money. They want, you know, the portion, like, hey, you need to pay your taxes. Um, and if those people aren't paying their taxes, that's on them. It's not on Binance. I, I agree with you right there. Boom, you hit it, the nail on the head right there. Exactly right. It's, uh, you know, if we as U.S. citizens, and we are U.S. citizens, um, don't pay our taxes on whatever we trade based on the regulations that have been been put in place as of the time that we traded, then 
that's our fault, and that, that mm. we should pay the individual penalties for, each, for yeah. doing that, that, I, that transaction. I think the biggest the biggest issue with with Binance, what these nations are having with Binance is the fact that Binance is not being transparent in the transactions that's going on with their customers. Because um, I think uh, for whatever reason, they don't have to release that data to uh, to certain nations. Obviously, Binance US they are very regulated. They are releasing all that data to their cut to their. Uh, I guess who, who would it be the SEC, right? Yeah, it would be the SEC. Yep. Um, yeah, but I guess other nations they still haven't even. Maybe maybe there's loopholes that they're they're figuring out, saying hey we don't have to do that. But there's always another part of the government that says hey yes you do have to do this. Yeah, but I'm sure that's what it is. It's it's well be transparent about what's going on in our nation with your exchange and so we can go after those customers and coinbase did that for a while too they don't want to release that data for for a while but yeah. eventually they they all flip yeah it is a, it is difficult you know how do you operate what seems to be a money laundering activity without actually being a money laundering laundering activity if you're not laundering money then you're going to be perfectly fine with it. you know here here here's all the information see no money laundering going on but I mean, how do you know exactly what people are doing with their money? You don't. Exactly. The best analogy I could ever give in the past was how, at least in the United States, um, if um, the if you use the electricity of the local power agency that you're using to purchase and use a power drill to kill someone, mm-hmm. the, no one holds the power company responsible not their fault for you using their power to kill someone with a power drill um, it's just an example I was given but the it's it's the, the person who did the killing with the power drill that's responsible not the power company so it's in this sense that it's like is it Binance's fault not really it's exactly. the people who are using Binance's fault exactly. but then those countries need that information so they need to be able to at least get some regulation out of Binance in order to make those Actions possible. Mm. So, I agree, hundred percent. Uh, okay, let me uh, let me read one from yesterday's. Uh, Robert Stephen wrote, a "CryptoPunks a zombie sells for three point nine million. That's insane." Okay, I just wanted to follow up on CryptoPunks because it's been all over the news. So I just want to see what's going on once again with the CryptoPunks. First of all, it's insane because I saw when this first came out, I was like, "Ah, this is going to be nothing. I don't want to do. I don't want to deal with it. It's, it's fine." Can you believe that? It's Jesus, buy my book. Uh, earlier this week, CryptoPunks sales volumes briefly fell, and the punk boom locked, uh, looked like it could be over. Not so fast. Today, a single CryptoPunks zombie, Punk 6,275, sold for $3.9 million. The buyers was Pranksky, Pranksy, a prominent NFT collector who bought the punk just eight hours after it was listed for sale. Pranksy was also the buyer of a fake Banksy NFT earlier this week. Ouch! This was only the eighth highest sale for a CryptoPunk. The record of the highest CryptoPunk was $11.8 million uh, through a Sotheby's auction in June. The buyer was DraftKings board member Shalom Shalom McKenzie. Uh, CryptoPunks are among the oldest collection of NFTs. And their OG status gives them their value. Okay, we got it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, anyways, how much did this one sell for? About a thousand ETH, right? Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to see what's going on with that. 
yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Unless you got something else. Obviously, there was another one here real quick. Just, uh, what was it? It was Litecoin and Definity surged more than 10% overnight. Cool. Awesome. So if you're holding Litecoin or Definity, you just made yourself some 10%. Okay, what else? That's it, man. I'm pretty much wrapping it up. Unless you got something else. Awesome. Good news day. Awesome. You want to close it out? Uh, I think you can do it just fine. Perfect. All right. So with that said, Kryptonaut, check us out in Discord. Of course, Discord for reals. Discord. Actually, within the next hour, we do have Crypto Chill and Chat. We're gonna start having that every uh, bi-weekly, in 15 days. We're gonna do our first episode right after this podcast. That's gonna be kind of exciting. What do you think? Oh, what do you think, Jake? You ready for this? Are you ready? I am excited. I'm very excited about the Crypto yep. Chill and Chat. It's going to be our first episode. I mean, uh, every other version of this Crypto Chill and Chat concept before we actually give it a name has always been really kind of interesting. And that's kind of what we're hoping to foster with the idea. People can get in there and just, you know, talk about something fun. And most likely, at least with what has happened in the past, it has turned into a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the reason we're trying to do this, uh, to make not... We're not trying to like say that we're, our content so amazing. We just know that people like talking crypto, and we know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to want to get in there and talk about it. So if, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to join us every other Sunday at 3 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, that's uh, minus 8 UTC, um, what that's actually, it's going to be pretty late for people in Europe, but, but maybe people in, um, in uh, Eastern, in Asia would be able to join us pretty easily in the morning. Uh, so afternoon in the U.S. Uh, Pacific and in the morning uh, in Eastern countries. Uh, but yeah, it'll be pretty late at night for anybody in Europe that wants to join us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So with that said, that's going to be our new series coming up, uh, starting right after this podcast. Uh, so with that said, uh, Discord. Obviously, there's a Discord link. That's where you can check us out and join join there and youtube youtube and all the podcast links there's a bunch every single podcast platform that you use or you can think of we're on there okay we're on there all right so with that said stack sats and huddle adios you gotta say it with me jake here we go three two one ah no adios adios (laughs) all right